Well, hello again. <laughs> hello. Hello. At this stage, we're going to move to the Word of God. Jillian's read it for us already, but if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 96. Um, and as you can see behind me, we're continuing on in our summer series, the summer in the Psalms. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Uh, not only as we've gathered together on a Sunday and sat under the instruction of the Word of God, but as we've followed along in our daily readings as well. And if you have not yet had the opportunity to join in the journey or you feel like you've missed it, there's still some sheets at the back on the table on the way out. You can lift, uh, lift one of them. You're more than welcome to do that. And then just jump in. Jump in tomorrow. Tomorrow starts a new week of it. So uh, feel very free to jump in. There's something significant when the people of God read the Word of God together, even if it's in different places. Um, so there's really real significance there. So we're looking at Psalm 96 today, and whilst there is no writer attributed uh, in this psalm, it is credited as another psalm of King David. And that's due to its style, but also due to the middle verses of the psalm. These were actually words which were sang by David as the Ark of the Covenant was taken into Jerusalem. And you can read all about that in 1 Chronicles chapter 16. And it's a psalm of hope. We love hope, don't we? It's a psalm of joy. It's a psalm of awe and wonder. Speaking to the hope of the people of God. The majesty of God and the holiness which is expected of the people of God in response to the character of God. The psalm speaks not only to the people of God, but it speaks to all the nations of the earth. And then it moves to speak to the creation itself. It's a psalm which is rich, which should not only encourage the believer, but it should challenge us. It should challenge us toward holiness, and to living a life worthy of the calling which has been placed upon us as followers of the way. As followers of Jesus Christ. And the psalm starts as follows. It says, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Does anybody like to sing? Does anybody here like to sing? I'm not going to make you sing, right? But does anybody here like to sing? I see a few people nodding. I see a few hands. I hear a few verbal yeses, which is great. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to sing, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that I do it in a tuneful manner, but I love to sing. 
I'm always singing, I'm always making up songs, I'm always singing along to songs that other people have written um, themselves. There's always music going in our house, there's always music going in the car. Even whenever Graham and I were out and about and we were chatting, he probably didn't notice, but there was music on in the background that I was tapping my feet along to as I drove along. I just love music and I love to sing. Whenever Chloe and I got together, she knew a little bit about my love of music, but it wasn't until we got married and started to live together that she realized that I just didn't shut up. <laughs> right? that, that I'm always singing, I'm always singing a song. And even the girls have started to make faces at me as if to say, right, I want a nap now, would you be quiet? Right? You should see the nighttime routine. I'm glad you don't sometimes. I make up wee songs for the girls as well and we sing along and sometimes they smile and sometimes they just go eh! right because some of the songs are good and some I think are good and they don't right but I love to sing I love to sing and at the start of Psalm 96 the decree of the psalmist is that the people of God would sing would sing I almost feel sorry for people who don't like to sing because they're going to hate heaven. Because when you're in heaven, you're just going to sing. Sing praises to our God. It's going to be great. And the decree is that we would sing a new song to the Lord. And that we would bless his name. Declaring his glory to the nations. And, the marvel- and his marvelous works to all the peoples. That these songs would not be songs for the sake of it. But there would be songs in response to how great God is. And because God should be praised. How he is full of splendor and majesty and strength and beauty. That a new song would be sung in response to who God is. And the love that he has for us as his people. And so freely pours out upon us. There we go. <laughs> right? But tell me this. I want to ask you a question. When, what's God doing in your life right now? What's God doing? How is he moving in your life? How is he speaking to you? How is he challenging you? How is he encouraging you? Because the Lord's good. He knows when we need to be challenged. And he knows when he needs to put an arm around us. How is he encouraging you? How is he challenging you? Splendor and majesty, we are told, are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. So how are we, as the people of God, how are you, as a child of God, experiencing these things? Splendor, majesty, strength, beauty. How are you experiencing them in your life every day? I love what the prophet Jeremiah has to say in Lamentations chapter 3. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, that his mercies never come to an end, that they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. These are verses which we have been reminded of on a number of occasions through our journey in the Psalms this summer. But it's one which is important for us to be continually reminded of. You see, the mercies, the blessings 
of God are new every morning. And just as the people of Israel were given manna to eat in the wilderness day after day, so the Lord blesses us as his people with new blessings, with new mercies each and every day. As the manna gave the people of Israel sustenance, these new mercies, these blessings, are our spiritual sustenance. But the problem is that very often we're living off yesterday's manna. We're living off yesterday's blessings. Or if we want to follow the train of thought of the psalmist, we're too busy singing old songs that we're missing out on the new songs that God has given us. Now I'm not talking about worship music here. I hope you understand that. But so often we can be caught up singing the old songs that we forget and we miss the new songs, the new blessings which God is giving us every single day. How many times have we heard people talk about the good old days? Right? We've heard people talk about the good old days. Oh, I wish it was like it was back then. If only we could do that again. The Lord has a new thing for his people. The prophet Isaiah speaks about it in Isaiah 43. See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And it goes on in beautiful passage of scripture. Go and, go and check it out this afternoon. Don't miss out on the blessing of checking out Isaiah 43. And it's not necessarily bad to talk about the things that God has done in the past. It's good to talk about the things that God has done. That's not what I'm saying. In fact, I'm saying the opposite this morning. Rather, it's important that we don't get so caught up in what God did. In the former blessings. In the old songs that we miss what God is trying to do in your life and in your midst in the here and now so i want to challenge you this morning don't deprive yourself of the blessings of god in the here and now by chasing something that's already gone something that has already passed there are greater things ahead than those which we have left behind Otherwise, if we did not believe that, we could not call ourselves a people of hope. I believe with heart and soul, and I love it because every time I say this, Audrey says it along with me. I believe with heart and soul that the best is yet to come. The best days of the church of Jesus Christ, the best days of the, church, uh, of the people of God are ahead of us, not behind us. Graham and I spent a lot of time this week going around some of the more mature members of our congregation. And they told us stories of what God has done in the past. And it's great. It was so encouraging to hear the way in which God moved and how God took a wee band of holiness people and used their prayers, used their fasting, used their love of the Lord and their love for people to impact lives here in East Belfast. Many of those lives are sitting 
in this room today. That's great. It's so encouraging. It's important to honour that. It's important to remember that. But it's important that we don't live there. God wants to propel us into something new. God wants to propel us into something greater. We are a holiness people. And God is the God of new things. And our call is to be like God. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song. Because you know why? God's not done with us yet. You can say amen to that. (laughs) God's not done with us yet. God's not done with you and God's not done with me. God's not done with his church. So let's start singing a new song to the Lord For his mercies are new every morning and we don't have to live off yesterday's blessings. Because if you're anything like me, you get very forgetful. And once trials and tribulations come, you don't think about what happened yesterday. You need need new strength for today, don't you? You need new strength to face the trials that come. Keep up the freshness of your praise. If you feel like your walk with the Lord's getting a little bit stale. That's nothing to do with him. We need to keep up the freshness of our praise. We need to ensure that we don't fall into the same old dull routines. Because there are new mercies to be celebrated each and every day. And they bring with them new songs. So church, sing to the Lord a new song today and stop living off the former glories stop living off what was and start living what is and is to come because the best is yet to come and if the best is yet to come then this should be our response What should be our response to the new mercies of God? If splendour and majesty are before him and strength and beauty are in his sanctuary, what should our response be? The psalm tells us, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering And come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendour of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Our response should be a life which is lived for him. A life that is lived for him. Our response should be that we worship the Lord in the splendour of holiness. That in response to his holiness... We are a holy people, the holy people whom he has called us to be. Remember what God said to Moses in Leviticus? You don't hear many preachers preach on Leviticus, do you? Remember what he said? It's not on the screen, I forgot to put it up. 
Speak to all the congregation of the people of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. This command was given to all the people of Israel. It was given to the men, it was given to the women, it was given to the boys, and it was given to the girls. It was all-inclusive. There was no age restriction on this command. No age restriction. Because do you know why? There's no junior Holy Spirit. So often we don't give our kids enough credit. You know that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that is alive and at work within you? If a child comes into faith with Jesus Christ, that same spirit lives within them. And we've so much to learn from our children. But this is a command which is given regardless of age or regardless of social class. The expectation of a holy God for his people is that they are holy as he is holy. No ifs, no buts. God's pretty much black and white, straight and down the line. We sing it in our Nazarene tradition. Sometimes we even shout it and sometimes it's loud and long. Our call is holiness unto the Lord. We'd even go as far to say that holiness unto the Lord is our watchword and song. Holiness is at the heartbeat of who we are as a people. It is at the heartbeat of who we are as a people because the heart and the head of who we are is holiness himself. It's God. It's Jesus Christ. So let us ascribe to him glory and strength. Let us ascribe to him the glory which is due his name. But how do we do that? Because it's all well and good saying let's do this. But not give instruction. I've told you before I don't read instruction manuals and then I get annoyed. So I'm not going to tell you to do something today without telling you how scripture instructs us to do it. Okay? How do we do that? How do we live as the holy people that God has called us to be? How do we live as the holy people of God in response to the holiness of God? For he's higher, greater, stronger, purer, more lovely than any other. And he is the epitome of what it means to be holy. For he is holiness himself. So how can we be the holy people of God? Again, I love the simplicity of scripture sometimes. Because the psalmist tells us how. How can we do that? The psalmist gives us three ways, which we're not going to be three separate points, so don't worry. Gives us three ways. He says, bring an offering. He says, come into his courts. And he says, worship him. Bring an offering. You think, oh no, the pastor's going to talk about money. Not going to talk about money. Right? Don't worry. Because this is only a small part of what the psalmist is getting at here. We don't have time this morning to go into all the different types of offerings which were brought as part of the Jewish priest uh, sacrificial system. We don't have time this morning. And if you want to know more about that, go and talk to our Old Testament resident expert, Reverend Richard Porter. He'd love to talk to you about it. Right? We don't have time to go into all of that. But I want to tell you, the psalmist here is not talking about your tithe. It's good to tithe. It's important that we as the people of God do tithe and give to the work of the church for the glory of God in this place. But that's not what the psalmist 
is getting at here. It's an offering of thankfulness in response to who God is. So bring an offering. And what does that look like for us as a people to bring an offering? As people who don't live under the new covenant, don't have to worry about the Jewish sacrificial system. What does it look like for us as people of the new covenant in the blood of Christ? What does it look like? I love that the Bible tells us that too. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Very famous passage of scripture, particularly in our holiness tradition. I appeal to you therefore, brothers, and we can insert ancestors, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Did you get it? You're the offering. You're the offering. I'm the offering. Together we are the offering. In response to the great salvation which Jesus purchased for us on the cross, we are to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. In response to the majesty, splendor, strength and beauty and holiness of God, we are to offer ourselves wholly to him that we may be made the holy people of God. I'm not going to expand on that. That doesn't need expanded on. It says we're to come into his courts. In other words, we're to practice the presence of God. We're to spend time in the word. We're to spend time in prayer. We're to spend time in fasting. We're to spend time with like-minded believers. We're to invite God into every part of our lives and allow his presence to wash over us. I love what Brother Lawrence says about this. He says, The most holy and necessary practice in our spiritual life is the presence of God. That means finding constant pleasure. In his divine company. Speaking humbly and lovingly with him in all seasons. At every moment. Without limiting the conversation in any way. In other words. Allow God to be your all in all. Allow him to be the captain of the ship of your life. Allow him to be your guide. Allow him access to every part. And say with the Apostle Paul. It is no longer I who live. But Christ who lives in me. And then we're to worship him. And there was another point after this, but I'm going to drop it and just finish with this. Worship him. Walking and talking with him. Submitting your life to him day after day. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness, the psalmist says. Allow him to be Lord 
over all your life. Your comings and your goings, your family, your finances, that's twice the pastor's mentioned finances today. Your family, your finances, your aspirations, your dreams, your desires. True worship means that you get on the altar and you stay there. You get on the altar and you stay there. And you say to the Lord, take my life and let it be. Consecrate it, Lord, to thee, as the hymn writer says. And not only say it, because it's easy to say it, isn't it? Not only say it, but live it in the good times and the bad. And the beauty is that we don't have to do it in our own strength. Every week during the Psalms series, I've said I have some good news for you. Right? Here's your good news this morning. You don't have to do it in your own strength. For as the redeemed of the Lord, we are marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit of God and given the Holy Spirit to lead, to guide, to direct, to teach, to encourage, to rebuke and to challenge us. Leading us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. To be the holy people that God has called us to be. To worship him in the splendor of holiness. And God gave of himself and gave to us himself that this may be possible. So be encouraged today, church. Be encouraged. God has given to you everything you need to live a life that is worthy of the calling which he has placed on each and every one of our lives. So worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Join in the new song. Sing it with me. Because you don't want me singing that male. Sing it with me. Sing to the Lord a new song and worship him in the splendor of holiness. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and there is joy. And joy and joy and joy. That's why we can sing, my cup's full and running over. We're not going to sing it now. But if you can, let's stand together. And we're going to sing of the majesty of God, majestic sweetness sits enthroned.